Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Random Questions. It originally aired December 20th, 2020. So tonight's topic, like I said, um, it's going to be pretty interesting. So we have a random question generator. I'm going to hit the button and we're going to answer whatever question shows up. So let's do this and we'll get started. First question. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's, that's the reaction you want. <laughs> oh, boy. I said, let's go for it. What's an unpopular opinion you have? Ooh, <laughs> I, I'll start then. Um, oh, nice. Well, let's set, let's set, the, set the theme. Um, I really like the last three Star Wars films. <laughs> You're a fan of them? Yeah, I do. Okay. I really like them. Yeah, but he's everyone seems to hate them. I thought, oh, they're cool. It's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? I don't, I don't sure, see what yeah. the big, the big hang-up is. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'll start. I think I don't the want to set the Star Wars thing for the evening, but yeah. I quite like them. <laughs> And I will counter Peter with my most unpopular opinion, the one that will chase me down. And I think Peter's actually plotting to come over and. <laughs> so the dog's just walked in the room. <laughs> He's going to go and lie down now. I am not a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I well, know. I'm switching off now. I'm wow. switching off. Right, I'm I know, isn't wow. I know, I know, but I'm not. How dare so. you say that? I know. Well, we know who's not invited to the party. I know. <laughs> Fine, I don't want to come to your stupid party anyways. <laughs> That's okay. I think I think The Walking Dead sucks. Never the seen TV it. Show. I think it is absolutely terrible. I tried to watch. I got oh. five episodes in that I can't. Five episodes into it and I couldn't watch anymore. You know, I had to kind of concur with him. I think I got through one season and was like, these. As I was like, every once in a while, oh, no, I'm like, the zombies in this show. They don't even see the Adam. I lost it in the second season of Walking Dead, but then my friend said, oh, you just got to get past the second season, then it gets really good again. But I, by that point, I think there were six seasons in, and I was like, oh, it's just a bit, a bit too much to catch up on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I like I liked it for a while, but then eventually it's just, it's just so dreary and so, you know, bleak, you know, and, and especially nowadays, I think like like I don't know if you guys saw Stephen King, uh, The Stand came out the new series on CBS All Access. And I'm like, you know, this is not doing anything for my mood right now. I don't <laughs> to be in the play. This is not the time. The yeah, that is yeah. probably the worst because I've watched The Stand is depressing and I know the storyline. That's probably the worst series that come at the end of 2020 <laughs> i mean because what it's about i'm just like maybe we should wait till next year for this <laughs> exactly or wait to 2025 or something yeah. like that yeah yeah all right my unpopular opinion yeah. i actually like battlefield earth wow oh, wow wow <laughs> that's wow that's, that's a take Tim's like and I think they've cut all our live streams we're no longer live anywhere are we sure this is the real bard is this is this a doppelganger is this a every once in a while you get a movie that's so bad I love it sure. and so I get did it. you uh, are you part Scientology bard? no, no. <laughs> well, no are, like are you really the T-1000 
<laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> so, so, but you like it because it's it's can't it's campy, right? It's not like you you hold it at the highest level of like, oh, science no, fiction. Oh no, no, I just okay. it was entertaining. It was highly okay. entertaining. Okay, it certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't put it like in uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I love. I know everyone. But just think how many movies are in that damn cinematic universe and how much it's time I get to save. Isn't it? It's magnificent. <laughs> and they're how about you done. How much time? You've you got another 20 yeah. in next year. Yeah. How about you, Roberta? Yeah, let's see. I'm Roberta's. trying to think of what I should say because there's always getting <laughs> trouble with. We're starting the this stream off right. <laughs> I know. I'm. And probably the only one that saw Ghostbusters 10 times in a row in the theater when it came out. Oh. Nobody understood. Which one did you? Which, which nobody one? got it. Like, none of my friends cared. Except for the friend I saw it with. You mean which, the new one or the old one? No, the old one in the 80s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously. Oh, that one's actually pretty good. I quite like the new one, actually. I thought it was Yeah, funny. it's better. Yeah, but you like the new Star Wars films, Peter. <laughs> Oh, come I do on. like the new Star Wars films. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of with the other on that one. I, I like the new Star Wars film, too. I mean, oh, I'm I not so attached to the original trilogy that I can't see past anything different. Oh, no. I, you know, it's funny. I, I just give people uh, crap about this, but I have a friend who our taste in movies are so different that he will literally be like, you know, I saw this movie last night. I absolutely hated it. You should probably check it out, Aaron. You'd probably like it. Yeah. Like, he actually gives you recommendations, of, and I've actually done the same to him. Like this movie was crap. You should check this out. You you probably like this. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't stand anything made by Will Ferrell. I will not watch Will Ferrell. Uh, I can't stand yeah. him. I can't stand him. <laughs> I'm a big He's fan not of funny. He's not oh, funny at all. He's not funny. But uh, it's a well, train I, I wreck, kind of not funny though. Yeah, but it's an embarrassing. <laughs> I don't want to see it, kind of train wreck, you know. I don't know. I like to find his films funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I laugh at half of them, and the other half I can't take it. Yeah. He usually it's never a, got him a way to watch him. I don't really have an opinion because I think I've seen him here and there. I know who he is, but I've never. I, I honestly I mean, I just think don't really like. He... I think comedies after the early '90s kind of just all bombed for me. I don't know. I think it's just a change of sense of humor in movies. I just I can't. I'm a very dry sense of humor, and they totally got rid of that in most movies. Yeah, it's it the only work. thing I ever liked that he ever did was the SNL sketch where uh, Christopher Walken is needs more cowbell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that That's was perfection. Funny. That was it. Absolutely, that was, a, that was the top of his career, and he went down from there. Well, I think the only movie that he did that was actually that anybody can really say is a decent movie was Elf. No, um, why is that decent? I still never seen that movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, not. when you think when you when you when you talk about movies that he's actually done that were decent, like you could probably some people could find a way to like actually find it funny compared to some others. I mean, Elf is probably the only one. I mean, I can get through uh, Step Brothers, but because of John C. Riley mostly. John C. Riley's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I love Step Brothers. That's Step Brothers is funny. Catalina mm-hmm. Wymixer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Tim, we haven't heard from you. What's, yeah, what's your uh, unpopular one? Uh, my, my hot take to kind of counteract uh, Peter here is um, the official Star's canon for me still is the old Legends material. So all the old okay. books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. But perhaps a bit more topical, uh, I'll say that just because Cyberpunk 2077 is buggy doesn't mean it's a bad game. 
<laughs> it's just unplayable in its current state. No, see, but <laughs> see, the thing is, though, I, I, I'm, I'm fully PC elitist, so I have the, yeah, the built-up rigs. Yeah, the PC one. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, the funny thing is, is I actually I know on PlayStation Four it was not playable, but in yeah. PlayStation Five is it? I never could figure well, that out. I heard that it's, it's playable on please. next next gen, but uh, they've taken that off everything because of how bad it's performing on the previous generations. Yeah. So before before we go too deep into it, so for the people that are watching or, or, or aren't aware of what we're talking about, so Cyberpunk 2077 is a very um, is a game that everybody was looking forward to for like seven years about for like seven eight years something like that. Um, just high expectations, and um, it was kind of like it was your birthday, but then a really gnarly person belly flopped on top of your birthday cake is yeah. kind of what it was for 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 uh, the people that had the old generation consoles, and it's, they've just gotten rings uh to the point where for the first time in playstation history playstation removed the digital version of the game off the store yeah um, and issued refunds so it's which is it's, why everybody should still be playing assassin's creed valhalla and not even it was that, did you like that, that john oh it is great did you okay. like that one okay i'm you... 60 hours into this game and i'm only like 14 percent yeah i'm oh, still okay. playing ghost of shishima which is a very interesting game because you can actually make hakus and they play flute music and it's very calm Ooh. until you see oh, you can, on the you street can and you must stain the grass the blood of your enemies and I'm like wait what <laughs> you can you can actually do flighting in uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla oh can you yeah oh, that's rad I well, like this game <laughs> yeah. for, so for we have my... another question no, it'll take my... too much time away from my reading books so. oh that's yeah. right it's Curtis's turn yeah, for me, it would be, um, and, and I don't think it's necessarily popular, but I can't stand quinoa. I do not know what is up with quinoa. Quinoa on me, like, no. That's certainly an unpopular opinion for the West Coast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know. yeah. what? what was that? What the heck is that? It's like if you put a bunch of scabs in a bowl and then put something <laughs> on top of it to eat, that's what quinoa would be. Yeah. It's, 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 it's disgusting. So The hell? Yeah, it's it's exactly. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like healthier granola. Yeah. What? It's really gross. <laughs> Just a granola. Yeah. Take a look. You can look it up and, and enjoy. Yeah, I've had it. It's I, can only get, I can only guess that somebody's trying to bring it into the south and they got shot at the border. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, exactly. See, I, I've gone full west coast and he's put some quinoa on a burrito. You know. <laughs> oh god. Oh. That 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 hurts. That hurts so bad. But after I get. Rolla in the New Mutants movie, I gotta get Vegeta Lifetime Supply Kenwa. These <laughs> Christmas yeah. gifts write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Well, let's go on to the next question. So, um, this, is, this is very apropos. So, what have you created that you are most proud of? That's, you know, create comic books, stuff like that. So, who's first? What have you created that you are most proud of? Anybody? I'm gonna go with the stereotypical mom thing and say, gonna say the kids. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Peter's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's <laughs> such a cop out. I can't say that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say my dog then. My dog. I'm gonna say my dog. <laughs> you created your dog out of spit and paper clips. Yes, I, I raised, did. I raised him. <laughs> paper mache. <laughs> so really I have amazing kids. So. Full Alchemist reference. But then I suppose after that it would be uh, Divinity, which is my very own, very first creator-owned book. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think Peter was 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 next. I think. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I most proud of? 
I'm most proud of me. Me. No. I'm just a just a great guy. No, I don't know. Um, I'm. I got through the Cuba school and I graduated. I'm proud of that. Um, I'm proud that I won the Joe Cubert Jumpstart Award. I was the only one to win that. Nice. You should be proud. And I'm, you should oh, be I'm proud, proud of creating the ta- the tagline. I'm just. I'm just a penciler. Yes. And I'm, I'm proud of uh, issue one so far and issue two of um, Civil Line Team Up. That's going to be a banging book. So, it's looking yeah. great. It's looking excellent. Absolutely. So yeah, that's it. I'm proud of everything I do. Very good. Um, should be. Sorry, sorry, no kids. So <laughs> can't use that one. That he that he knows of. I'm proud of the Christmas tree I put up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have Aaron. Aaron, how about yourself? Um, you know, it's funny. I was gonna say Christmas tree. You know, my goblins probably, but probably my two kids' books that I made. Uh, the Miranda and the Roscoe and I'm pretty proud of how they turned out and uh, I would I say, you were Goblins, say the two kids the, I made um, yeah I did make them out of paper mache but then they put them <laughs> out of sight and they got rained on and the kids died so I guess it's one of those things it's not too proud of but not to say my kids books right now my golly isn't done yet we'll see how that but yeah my kids books uh, other than that I'm trying to think of uh... nope that's it <laughs> Done. Roberta, how about yourself? I guess I'm, it's hard to answer that because I always do things with people. I need to make my own things. <laughs> I have, I don't know, I would, I would throw out, I'm very proud that I made some really fun lightning effects for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I was in school. And awesome. an internship in uh, modern video film to work with Saban, and it was fun. Yeah, I saw that really, really fun. visual effect you made for uh, that one picture Roland showed us. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Fine. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you do some cool stuff. Randomly cool. lucky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have the skill, right? I mean, if you didn't right. have the skill, it wouldn't there have is been that. the same story, right? So I guess I kept oh. up. <laughs> Yeah. How about you, John? Um, I wanna say well, I mean I could, you know, just be like Don't say kids, don't say kids. You know, Barb and say that because I've got one in the Navy, but um I won't do that just I I won't do that because Peter is begging me not to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Even though he slipped it in there. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, it could just be that I Peter to... may not be proud of any of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loses. Uh, I have to say that um, there's. I've been kind of writing something that I'm really, really proud of that nobody can know anything about yet, and I got to send a, pit, a pitch of it to Roland. Awesome. Oh. You're about Jeez. to be really proud of something. Yeah. Oh, I, I've I've been so like it's been. It's like word vomit on paper. It's coming out so fast. Like I, I've already got the first issue almost kind of planned out, and the la- and I even know how the story arc ends already. And I haven't even named the first character. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta write a pitch and send it to Roland. Tim, how about yourself? Uh, this is. 
a very writer, writerly answer. Uh, I'm not going to say Wolf Hunter because as a comic book writer, I feel like John's going to put way more hours into that than I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm proud of the hour I spent on it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, my book I wrote a while ago called Molly, which is the first novel I've written. I completed 80,000 words. Uh, never published and why never see the light of day, but it helped me understand my process as a writer and my own voice. And so that uh, process that I'll probably never sell to anyone has influenced all my writing since. <laughs> awesome. Very good. That's an excellent. And Tim, you're probably still going to have me beat, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for me, I mean, when I think about, you know, as far as creating enemy, of course, nothing's done in a vacuum. I always think about, um, like relationships in terms of what I've had with people, my students, my colleagues, things like that. I, that's actually, I value that the most because that's something that's, I consider part of like the creative process. You know, you're always trying to keep that going, you know? So I would say that's probably for me, as far as like things I've, I've accomplished, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy. I've had a lot of great opportunities professionally over the years. Um, but I, whenever I think about like a moment that stands out for me, that was like something um, was just, you know, because I'm so big into the martial arts and stuff like that is the ability to acquire skill, you know, and the ability to sacrifice for it. And um, specifically, there was there was one instance where when I was quite a bit younger, um, I used to be, you know, we'd spar, we'd, we'd go at it at the studio. And um, I, I was, everybody's my size or smaller, so I could kind of handle myself. And one day, this big guy came in uh, from out of town who was older and much more advanced, and he just wiped the floor with me. There's just nothing I could do, you know. And um, I still remember my teacher always told me, of all things, he said, I should do Tai Chi to get better at martial arts. He said, I should learn how to use somebody's force against them. And I always thought, ah, I don't want to do that old, pe old people stuff. That's boring. <laughs> yeah. after, after I got my ass kicked, I said, okay, maybe it's an idea. So for it took one year. For one year, I did Tai Chi and focused on all these slow, soft movements. And a year passed, and I, 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 I got paired up with the guy again. And... Um, everything kind of clicked, you know? And my teacher, I'll never forget, my teacher would always read his newspaper. He'd be sitting at his desk reading his newspaper like he wasn't watching what was going on. And either he had a mirror somewhere that I didn't know or he had a hole in the newspaper, but he would watch everything. And uh, as we were going back and forth, you know, me and the guy, I started using all these principles of using somebody's force against them and not, not going force on force, which is such a, a life lesson, right? It's kind of like if, if, some, if you're a smaller guy, like I'm not a big guy, you can't tackle or do something with somebody bigger than you. And that's so true in life. You know, if there's something bigger than you, you just can't fight it. You have to learn how to go with it. And so um, when the whole thing ended, the guy was so flustered because he didn't understand how somebody so much smaller than him was beating him. So he threw a kick toward my midsection, like at full speed, like a knockout kick. And I looked at it and there's no way I was going to block it. And I still remember I scooped up his foot with both hands and then I split my hands over and I threw, I knocked him into this couch, this old ratty couch in my teacher's studio. And the guy got up and kind of started sulking and walking away and nobody was watching. And as the guy walked by my teacher, my teacher pulled the newspaper down, looked at me and he just did this. Just <laughs> and then he went back to reading his newspaper. And I have to say for me, that was like, you know, um, the idea that I'm very proud of the fact that I learned the valuable lesson of you could give up an entire year for three minutes and it would mm. be so worth it, you know? Yeah. And um, so I'd say that's my, my, my proudest moment. You know? um, 
your proudest moment? You made some cool. cry, Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's going to be tears as long as it's not yours, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are tears of victory, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. I got to. Okay. Y'all take it easy. I'm going to cut right. out. I dropped that. Right. Have a great holiday, right. John. Yeah. Y'all yeah, too. Y'all have a Christmas. Have, Christmas. have a see you next year, okay? All right. All right. All right, guys. Oh boy, this is a next one's a good one. What's your worst habit? <laughs> wow, this this seems brutal. That's wow. what my worst habit is, right there. What what is it? I crack my knuckles. I crack your knuckles. Mm -hmm. Not that habit. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> oh. Like, I should say, I don't know as I hit the crack pipe on my... This, <laughs> my, my, might be just this that I have, you know... Caffeine? Yeah, what's, yeah. On, what's on the desk currently. Oh, yeah. I'm, a whole, I'm also a horrible grammar Nazi. Really? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. As long as... You know, I, I'm okay. Grammar Nazi is okay if they do it to me in writing. Like, if, it's, if, I, if somebody says something. But when people start correcting me when I'm talking to them... Uh, yeah, no. Mm -mm, no. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't do that, but... Yeah, that because I've had people do that like a mid sentence correct me. Like, well, obviously you're listening to what I'm saying, right? Although I I have uh corrected people's pronunciations and it, it's irritating. Leviosa. Leviosa. Irregardless. I think probably I, I, I my baddest habit is as uh, again I think up with with Tim uh, I'm a big fan of Dr Pepper mm. so I try to cut back but that's like my that's my Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anybody else? I noticed everybody's a little reluctant on this one. I know. <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> well, there are so many habits that you go. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Things that don't work for me, I will I'll put in there. I start too many things to remember all of them. So, like, I'll always have something drop that I didn't mean to drop because I'm trying mm -hmm. to do too many, too many little yeah. things. So, it's I wish enough, I, I think that's a habit focus, of a lot of like artists. start and stop. Yeah, it's yeah. a bad habit. Trent thinking I can do a lot of it. Yeah, I'd it's definitely hard. Yeah, I'd say for me, like, I have a ton of bad habits. What I'll, what will I say on air? I'll, I'll tell you this. You should pick up a big a <laughs> yeah. sheet of paper, start scanning exactly. this huge like, list. Let me let me count the ways. You know, but <laughs> one of my one of my biggest flaws, and of course, my wife is more than happy to, to point this out to me, as she does sometimes, um, is expectations. I I have a tendency to get really excited and put expectations on something. Like, I'll create something or I'll take on some endeavor, and then I start to build up in my mind. This is what's going to happen when I when I take this action and then I get disappointed or frustrated when things don't go exactly how I want it, you know, and that's, that's this ongoing battle of, of kind of uh, managing my own expectations, expectations of other people, expectations of myself, expectations of how things are going to play out. And that's, that's a, that's a big challenge of mine. Um, Do you get that way sometimes with like when, when like movies or games or certain parts of media come out and it's really pumped up and really promoting it? Do you always feel let down if it doesn't live up to your expectations? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I, I kind of in a comic book note, kind of funny. I, 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 the Marvel movies, I had, I have friends that like sometimes won't see movie trailers that close their eyes to say, I don't want to see it. I want to go in right. with no oh, expectations. Yeah. So for Captain Marvel, I was like, okay, well, this movie's coming out. I'm not going to watch 
anything about it at all. I'm not going to watch the trailers. I'm not going to read any articles. And um, I saw the movie and I freaking hated it. And I was, and, um, and I was like, but I was so happy because afterwards I heard that there was all this issues with the actress, actress and yeah. politics and all that. And I can honestly say I did not like that movie because I thought it sucked, not because I had any issue with anybody's uh, political. It seems like so many, yeah, so many movies get so political sometimes that people come in and as so many almost judge it on political basis that are just straight up storytelling of what's actually presented in the movie, regardless mm-hmm. of what people are doing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of ruins it. Uh, yeah, but there's been a few of them that have come out that I'm that I've talked about. Uh, the people were like, were like, you know, hey, I saw this movie. What'd you think of it? And all they were talking to me about the politics behind the movie. And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about the movie itself. And they're like, oh, that's irrelevant. I'm like, okay, apparently so. Or <laughs> actors, or actors' conflicts. Well, so and so didn't like the so and so. Well, that, or you just, all right, you just prejudice myself against you know certain people though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be like best friends, and you find out in real life they hate each other. That's just, you know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I think I think especially nowadays with social media, there's like you know people are judged not necessarily by the product that they create, but by their their political views or, or what have you now somebody's mm. you know like an absolute you know crazy you know psychopathic murderer like i don't care how great his comic book is you know i'm, I'm going to take issue with that but if it's a matter of opinion you know that enjoy their art and let them decide for themselves what their politics are but i i, I do think sometimes people put themselves too much out there i know um, i think kurt russell said something recently to the effect of basically he more or less said he wishes more actors would just kind of just do their job and not yeah. preach their, their political bias. He goes, because that's not that's not why I see actors. I see I watch a movie to see the character this person plays, right? right. Mm-hmm. Not who they really are. That's that's irrelevant. You know, their job me. is to entertain us, not to preach to us. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So get to dancing and you know move fast. That's all I ask for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes it's uh it, it almost takes away some of the uh enjoyment. A little bit of some some of the movies I see when I see them, and then certain expectations or certain maybe certain things that I am or see that the movie doesn't agree with. I don't know. It just sometimes I, I can't sit and enjoy a movie because I'm just thinking like, there's all this stuff wrapped up in it. So definitely, definitely. Um, unless anybody wants to chime in about their their um, you know, personal faults, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> um. What are you natural at? That's a, that's an interesting one. Okay. Anybody? Funny, my friends say I'm naturally full of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree. Or I think Peter's like would agree with that. He's like, I've known you long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that, that's a good. That's, that's a good a question. Tough one. That is a tough one because you're thinking of like something you're natural. You don't put actual, like mental effort into it. Yeah, that's a nice. I'm a natural sleeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I that. There you go. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna riff off of this and just ask, phrase it this way. You know, um, as creators, do you folks feel? What do you guys think about the word talented? Um, I personally think people use the word talented when they mean skill. Yeah, and, and how 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 important do you think talent plays into into things? Natural talent versus skill, which I, I feel is kind of more of a, something that's earned. 
too difficult. Well, nat natural talent is something I do not have. I have had mm -hmm. to, I have to have to teach myself every single thing. It does not come naturally to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Same here. I mean, I, you know, drawing, I, I think the only thing that may come naturally is I remember somebody asking me one time, they, they say, do you, do you see things in 3d in your head? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, can you take like a picture of a car and rotate the car completely around in your head and see it from all angles? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, that's rare. And I don't know if the ability, the way your brain thinks could actually create that sort of talent they're talking about. Now I still had to work hard and learn everything, but there could be a benefit. Like I don't have a natural talent for numbers. My brain can't right. handle numbers like other people. So I do think maybe natural talent is more in the way you're, your brain is wired a little yeah. bit, but mm -hmm. I agree with Curtis that I think you can learn anything as long as you put your mind to it. But of course, oh, there's yeah. people going to be easier than others. It's a, yeah, I was thinking of talent more as like a form factor where it's just a multiplier on what you put in. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter how naturally skilled art something, if you don't put in time to train it, you're still going to fall behind someone who just put in time. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, so like the best example I have is um, within the powerlifting group that I uh, train with, I am most talented at bench press because I have the genetics for it. My arms are shorter than my than what my wingspan should be, and I have a barrel chest, so I have less range of motion to fight the weight against. Versus another guy who has a uh, wider core and uh, wider hips, so he's better at squatting. So yeah. we, we, at the same amount of time we put into training my bench press and his squat, his squat's going to exceed mine, and my bench is going to exceed his. We still have to put time in in general in order to make that number grow. Right. You still have to put the effort in, but there's a mm -hmm. natural advantage yeah. to the way you're built and he's built. And I think there is. Now, of course, would the thing is, is would you consider that talent? That's a, that's an interesting right, that's idea. That, that's like, well, that's the idea of like, you know, being a, a gifted athlete. Well, you just had the right genetic makeup. But I think also, exactly. uh, not to get too mug or solid, but Curtis and I could write it forever. But the idea of genetic memory, the idea that what your yeah. your parents or ancestors at some point just worked its way into your genes. So uh, yeah. it's very possible that someone can be born and they're a little more artsy than the, another person in the same town because of their makeup. Yeah. So they train that faster than other people would. Yeah, I mean, even in most families where there's artists, people can look at well, other members in your family that are artists. And mm -hmm. usually, yes, are people who are adaptive. So I do think there's some genetic. But yeah, it's uh, but then again, I've seen I've seen people who I think are talented, like you said, who don't practice. Yeah. I had a, a friend in high school that we thought was like the greatest. And then he came back recently, started drawing comics again. And, and we feel he's gone backwards because he didn't keep up on that mm -hmm. specific skill set. So yeah, yeah, this this year, my bench has regressed tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like you know it's kind of like um and i you know Ro roland teaches you know um you know, he teaches comic book storytelling and writing and and you know i i teach martial arts and we sometimes we compare notes as teachers and we both have this common agreement regardless of the subject matter which is usually whenever we've had students that are talented they are the ones that actually are the end up being the worst students or mm -hmm. the least successful because they don't value it when, when the skill yeah. comes to when the ability comes to them without having to sacrifice they lose interest. And it's usually the student that you know, maybe has some aptitude, but just, you know, needs to be kind of polished. Those are the ones that, that value that, that process. I think Einstein said like the world's full of uh, talented, unmotivated individuals. Yeah. Which, yeah. 
You but know? then when you find the talented, motivated individuals, they're just, oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you, as a teacher, right? That's what you're looking so for inspiring. is the one that has the natural talent and then has the aptitude and it's like natural. I think that the only real natural talent that exists in the world is when you find the rare savant. Mm. Yeah. That's somebody. Talent. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then and then I think like anything, I, I always feel like there's a there's a give and take, right? Like talking about savants. Usually there's some cost that comes mm-hmm. with that right. level exactly. of ability. And it's you know, there's no free rides, right? Yeah. And any, yeah. <laughs> if it, if it, there's any truth, there's no free rides. So um, cool. Well let's let's uh, let's check out the next one. And then maybe after the next one, I think if, if we have a Wayne Hall uh, indie comic book review, we'll do a all right, let's do a one more. Qu- let's do one more question, folks, and then we'll we'll hop on over to, to that. Oh boy, this is a good one. I love this. We might be. This might. This might be the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> for me, what what's something you wish you figured out sooner? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter's first. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Uh, I wish I'd figured out that um, I should just follow my follow my dream much younger. Yeah. You know. I spent 10 years doing something I hated. Um, before I figured out that, forget it, just just go and draw comics. Yeah. But, but so you know, you. I'm a lot poorer now. Don't be wrong, I've got no money. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm happy. I get up and I'm happy. I get to draw every day. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, that that's, you know, I had, I had a similar instance once where I had a classmate and he, he talked to my teacher and he goes, you know, if I had studied with you when I was younger, he started martial arts when he was like in his, late 30s early 40s and he goes if i had started with you when i was younger how much time i would be how great i would have been you know mm. and my teacher you know being the wise man is he kind of chuckled he goes you don't get it he goes it's fate he goes you were supposed to be there at that moment and you were ready to receive that message at that moment and it couldn't have been done any other way mm. right i mean for, for you to for you to realize that that was your passion you had to go through those 10 years of you know maybe not the best time so you could be right here yeah. right now. And I think, and I, think I, I can speak for everybody. I mean, you are a damn good artist, Peter. I mean, if you feel you lost any time, you more than made up for it. I mean, you are, you are a, solid, a solid dude when it comes to art. So He's okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He's good. I know. <laughs> no, but, 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 you know, ser- seriously, I mean, I think, you know, everything. Yeah, that comes back to our previous question. So I've always, I've always been arty, but, you know, I, you, you don't get anywhere about putting the work in. And I've had yeah. to last five years. I've really had to to graft to to catch up. That's the hardest thing I try to instill to every young artist who tries to ask me about art. And you probably have gotten this too, Peter. Is uh, how do you get better? And you're like work. Yeah, and, no, and they don't want to hear it. And I, I just like, like I just don't know what else to say to you. This yeah. little trick. <laughs> You ever get people wanting like actual timelines? Like people come in and want to show a student and be like, "So when do I get to be a master? Like three years, four <laughs> years, five years?" And and my my answer is always, "I don't know. You tell me. I don't know how. I don't know how naturally talented you are. I don't know how yeah. hard you're going to work. I don't know if you're going to give up halfway through. I don't have the answers. You should be telling me how long it's going to take you, right?" Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at some of the artists. I mean, I know like when you listen to interviews of Frank Miller. I mean, he's you know. Yeah what he brought to the comics community but he struggled with art most of his life i mean he really struggled with a lot of the principles but just working hard and doing what he did he made it you know so and he found his voice right i mean like he did. Frank miller 
is the best at doing Frank Miller. I mean, he is. Yeah, it sounds kind of redundant, but it, it's totally it's, true. Yeah. Right. Um, anybody else? What, what What's something you you wish you'd figured out sooner? I wish I'd figured out that you need to set a time aside to have your own voice for yourself and quiet and you know not not just try to tackle everything that you think needs to happen mm-hmm. but be quiet with yourself and I'm, I'm doing a lot more of that probably because of the covid situation but when you when you say quiet with yourself do you mean like at peace or at balance what, what can you elaborate yeah trying to shut out just thoughts and enjoying the art instead of saying i'm gonna finish this much and i'm gonna do this you know but just enjoying the process of it so that you're you're there with it that's good yeah and it shows in the art right when you Mm -hmm. when you're just enjoying it there it is right it shows up on the page so yeah yeah makes a big difference and you know it's still putting in the work but it you know there's just something more healing about it and i wish i'd done more of that earlier Instead of treating it like, okay, well, I got to get this done and this done mm. and this done stages. Yeah. And I feel like it was a mechanical approach that worked, but it, it didn't help my soul at all. So, mm. so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of Roberta where uh, I learned that I need to schedule everything. <laughs> but I, I, I'm a very structured person. So when I do sit down to write, I just say, I'm like, okay, this, I'm going to write this scene then i'm going to write this scene and break it up into this chapter and then write this scene and i just need to set up that timeline so i actually sit down and do it um because i i'm the type of person where if i don't schedule something i may not do it <laughs> so hmm. I, i'm the opposite of roberta and that i need to schedule to do it just as hard to do though yeah and again everyone everyone's brain works a little differently everyone has different natural gifts and sometimes your brain will change something one way as opposed to the other all right what um I would have wished I would have learned earlier. Well, I'm in my sixth decade. And I can tell you that um, I wish I had known not to sweat the small stuff back when I was younger because everything was a crisis when I was in my (laughs) 20s or my teens or my 30s. You know, everything was just drama. Every little thing just, you know, upset me. And I, you know, I was majorly depressed and and everything was so chaotic and emotional and I've I've mellowed so much over the years and I've I've learned that just just don't sweat the small stuff so this one person doesn't like you what in the grand scheme of your life is that going to change how much difference is that going to really make in your life so you didn't meet this deadline is that really going to be a major factor for the rest of your life you know it's just I've learned to just enjoy the big picture and, and, and not sweat the small stuff. I mean, it's not worth it. It's not worth the energy. It's not worth the stress. Uh, it's not worth the chaos that it brings into your life. Just don't sweat the small stuff. Well, and everybody is going to. You have to, keep, you have to reach that point in yeah. your life. Mm. That's only through living life and life experiences that you eventually come to realize that why was I so upset with this? And why was I so focused on this in my twenties? That was nothing, nothing, you know? So I think it takes a lot of strength to do that. You know, like even 
sometimes you may not have you have people that it's like the end of the world for them and you know but for, when you have the bigger picture you realize it's not that big a deal it's like mm-hmm. what was that saying um um failure to plan on your part doesn't mean an emergency on mine yeah kind of yeah <laughs> so you're the, the bridal shower that you threw for your best friend didn't go off as planned five years down the road who's going to remember that no, but at the time yes. you're just crushed oh my god it's the end of the world yep. no nobody's going to remember five years from now she calls that five years from now remember that bridal shower Click. <laughs> that's the thing where you wake up like middle of the night five years later like wait what uh <laughs> i know <gasps> I think I think mine was probably in the long lines of Barbara, but not learning. I guess what I back now, I guess like I don't really sweat the small stuff when it comes to my drawing. I don't nitpick it as much. Uh, I've learned how to draw what I draw, and if there's imperfections, I just let it go, move on. In other words, I've learned how to look at the bigger picture, and I guess maybe doing a 300-page book has taught me that mm-hmm. because if you nitpick everything in a 300-page book, you will never finish it. So learning how to look at the project as a whole and let the little stuff go. I mean, there's actually mistakes I've made in my book that I kept in there. I'm like, if somebody finds it, hats off to you. I can't cover everything. So, yeah, there's one guy that has three fingers in my, and I just realized in one of the covers I gave him four. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, somebody will figure that out. Let, <laughs> it, let go. it go. Let it go. It was strangely enough, that was actually came, I was watching the documentary in Die Hard, and they're talking to John McTiernan who directed it and apparently at the beginning they show uh they wrote that movie kind of changed that movie in the fly so they show all the terrorists come out of the back of this truck at the beginning of the movie and at the very end of the movie they show an ambulance drive out of that same truck and so people so they came to john they're like well do you think we may need to refilm uh the beginning because when they open the truck there's no ambulance in there and at the end there's an ambulance in the truck so is that gonna he's like i do not care <laughs> like, okay done <laughs> He's like, you will figure it out on your own. I'm like, that's that kind of like, okay, I like that attitude. Well, that's kind of like the the Stanley No Prize, right? That was yeah. genius, right? When the fan writes in and oh, on page four he had this on his right shoulder, and on page five he had him as well. Congratulations, you got the No Prize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for me, I guess um, one of the things you know, I, I wish I'd figured out sooner. And, and I guess some of that's youth is I, I thought I figured it out, but I really didn't figure it out. Which which is um, really being aware of you don't have to keep the certain people around you if they're not a positive influence if they're not a, a positive part of your life if they're not there for your goals you know and as 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 an artist and on the other artists, i wish i wouldn't have given away so much of my art on so many projects for so many people yeah that wanted this i helped so many people realize their dream yeah and i'm just starting to work on my own comic book now and and, and you know i i've had i had one guy a couple years back, a friend of a friend wanted me to do some art for a role-playing game, a tabletop role-playing game. And so I said, okay, you know, as a, as a friend, I'll, I'll write the guy back. And the guy goes, well, we want you to try out. And I said, and it was the first time I've ever said this to the guy. I said, you know, having worked on Lord of the Rings video games and X-Men video games, I think I've kind of proven myself. I said, either you yeah. want my work or you don't. And he says, well, this is a great opportunity for you. I said, you know, it costs me less to do nothing. It literally costs me less to do nothing for you than to do anything for you for free. I said, I'll give you some samples if you pay me. <laughs> I said, but, yeah. but I, you know, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And I wish I figured it out sooner. And to any artist yeah. out there, whenever you hear that, just buyer bureau, whenever you hear somebody say, it'll be great for your portfolio, 
You can do your no, own say great, no. you, can, yep. you can do your own great work for your own damn portfolio. Okay. You don't need to do work for your portfolio so that somebody else benefits it. Yep. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, just, it's also, great exposure. Yeah. 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 yeah that's for, another one. For, for any writer attempting to contact their artist friends. In, in your opening message, put in either here is my budget or here is the percentage you'll get of our pre-sale. Yeah. Or all your friends who go like, dude, if you're part of this project, we're going to make millions. That's always my favorite. Yes, but what's is, my percentage is, of that million? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, the Zoom died for me. Uh, it should be back here a second. Zoom is almost back. The software is great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zoom just died. Uh, came back. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, mine's been kind of like coming in and out a little bit here and there. So yeah, it's it's uh, occasionally what happens. We'll just get an unstable connection on this. It's not anything here because all the streaming bandwidth works fine. I have it's literally just the Zoom stops taking any resources and freezes. Mm. <gasps> the Russians back. They are. Uh, we know they're yes. focusing in our stream. They're waiting. For yes, <laughs> the pinnacle of Western democracy in Silver Lane. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Quentin uh, CubeTube on uh, the YouTube. Uh, he says, uh, "Don't get hung up on trying to figure out why people do the things they do or think the things they think." Well, drive yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Drive me crazy. Yeah, that's a great point. Excellent point. You don't have the energy. I kept trying to figure out why Curtis thinks the way he does long time ago. <laughs> oh, Aaron, if you knew the things that go on my head and the daily basis, you, you would be That's just the editing. I know. I'd be, I'd be huddled in the corner in fetal position, crying softly. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that on that cheery note, um, let's, go to the, let's go to that Wayne Hall uh, indie comic book review, and we'll be right oh, back. Of course. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Silver Sunday, hosted by Curtis Fujita. Nice. Well, like that was kind of a, a masterpiece theater uh, rendition <laughs> of my introduction. Thank it's, you, you know, Thank uh, you. once we get the, that certain point in the night, we have to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's very reserved. Um, so uh, let's get back. Thank you, Wayne Hall, for another excellent independent comic book review. Um, and let's resume with our random questions. So the next question that showed up here is, if you lost all your possessions, but one, what would you want it to be? That's almost a variation of like if you're on a desert island, what would you take with you? A boat. Sort of thing. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a uh, probably one of my bases, probably this one. It's like, okay. yeah. Yeah. Can you keep your clothes in this? I'm just thinking, like, should it be, should it be my clothes? I'm not arrested by the cops on the street. I see, yeah, that's if I don't lose my clothes, I just keep my base and I just go up to like freaking um, Venice Beach or whatever, and I'm set. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Just naked busking. Probably <laughs> my iPad. iPad? Because uh, not only were all, all of my books on there, but music, my art, um, talk to my friends, all my. You know, I get a hold of people. I can write. Just basically everything is on my iPad. So mm-hmm. I'm actually looking around and thinking about that. Probably I think strangely I'd like enough, my glasses my... to make sure that I can see everything. <laughs> That's, That's really it's... practical. Oh, yeah. oh. Probably Probably my does my dog, dog count as a possession? Because I just have to take the dog 
I'm assuming he'll knowing my dog, he'd be he'd left us long behind anyway. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd legged it, but yeah, dog. That's, that's assuming that your dog is a possession. Well, that's what I mean. If, does that count? Uh, yeah. If not, semantics. I mean, you, not, you pay, uh, probably pay an adoption fee in tax, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I actually had a really good um, uh, experience with this. In in the, I I just spent like ten to eleven weeks away from home. And I took clothes with me and my iPad, and I had everything I needed. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. I could still do my art. I mm-hmm. still, you know, I still had access to reading and music and everything like that. I had everything all in this one tiny little thing. Right? She picks it up and explodes. Well, wow. yeah. <laughs> photos. All my photos are on there. Yeah. Well, it's everything. I'd probably just have my backup hard drive with all my art in case. I'm thinking my computer died. Okay. That that would be there, but I guess could you say a computer, even though it's multiple pieces? I mean, would you? I yeah. mean, if it's one thing, like if you say your computer, it's like, well, yeah, but is it just the tower, the monitor, which piece? Right. <laughs> so breaking that down would be just the hard drive because that's where everything's backed up. There you go. What about what about you, Roberta? Do you have any any thoughts on the matter? Uh, well, it's kind of hard now that everyone's thrown their tech into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like my laptop. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> For, for me, it would be like, my wife loves like survival wilderness shows. So if it was like that kind of scenario, then definitely mm. have like a, have like this survival K-bar knife with a yep. hollow, you know, yeah. handle where you can put all the flint. So if it's like, we're being that realistic, it would probably be that. Oh, okay. You know? Well, that's helpful. Oh, well, we're, for, we're going, out, going out in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I mean, <laughs> like image, one of my knives, images yeah. of me walking around the wilderness with a long box of comics, just, just yeah. dragging them along. <laughs> yeah. Dragging yeah. along. Come on. Yeah, that one. was kind of, I mean, if you said like what you could take to the Arctic, I mean, it would be a blanket. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to, you didn't, you didn't specify it. I, know, I was assuming like, like you know, <laughs> didn't pay the bills and they repossessed literally everything. They're like, okay, get one thing. <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a Swiss Army knife, knife with like 57 functions on it. I take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, there it goes. Let's hop on to the next question. Oh, we're going back to unpopular opinion. It really wants us to go. I think because it generates discussion. This one's, I mean, at first I thought it was kind of weird, but let's, uh, let's run with it. What's one of your favorite smells? Tarmac. Freshly laid tarmac. Really? Now yeah. that, that yeah, is. Really? And, and fire, had, it's respectable. Fire smells fire. so good. Yeah, yeah, especially wood fire out in the, uh, yeah. like out in the forest. Mm. And the, yeah, yeah. And fresh cut say, hay. Hay, yeah. Or grass. Nice. I'm yeah. a farm girl, so fresh cut hay. Um, yeah. After it rains, but that just could be Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. yeah, up here. I think Peter could probably. It rains a lot in England, so he could probably. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fresh, clean. That's what it smells like anyway. How about you, Roberta? Well, there are these art pens that my dad had from Art Center that there's like a little metal ball inside it and you shook it up. And I have no idea what the fumes were, but they were so, <laughs> they were just Good, like man. every time, every time I ever used them, it was like, I just loved that smell so much. So is that what you've been sniffing on air when, when nobody's no. paying attention? <laughs> She's probably, like, probably it's affecting me later, but <laughs> also no, like art, yeah, art supplies. There's a lot of things that were I occasionally like, you know, when I was younger, these things were legal. Now they're not. Yeah. For reasons. <laughs> Did so you guys uh... those two as a child, those those smells were they yeah. they just 
make me think of being creative. So there's just something really extra about it. They did the uh, scratch and sniffs and the smelly pins. Do they still make the smelly pins? What smell like lemon and root beer? Yeah. Yeah. Also like fresh turned dirt. Yeah, like ever like evergreens on like an alpine wind. Like you've ever been like you yeah. are my opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, up, up, up here in, uh, in Oregon, we have Mount Hood, which is my favorite place on earth. But like, if you get there on like a day when it's crisp and clear, and there's like no rain, I think you just get like the brisk wind coming through and picks up the trees. That's yeah, yeah. There's like a vanilla scent that's in the trees that we have here. Like you might know that. Curtis around like Thousand Oaks area. Yeah. Uh, you walk yeah. in that area. There's just something really special about that smell. <laughs> really. Yeah. I just I just like the fact that she has a specific pin smell. That's pretty good. <laughs> Maybe take Roberta down the glue aisle. That glue smells oh, fantastic. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't go there. <laughs> I didn't have any glue. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, for rubber me, cement. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it would be. Um, I would say. I would say. You know, because I'm from Hawaii originally. It's definitely like the smell of the ocean. Mm. You know, and the, yeah. the, the, the spray mm. and the salt and the air and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, uh, it's like invigorating to me. That that's that's always a big thing. You know, the really cool answer would be like, you know, I love the smell on fear, and you know, somebody when I'm about to do the <laughs> If I wanted to be cool, right? <laughs> but. I'm not cool, so that's not my answer. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> well, that was that was, a, that was interesting. Let's see what the next one is. Oh, this, this is a pretty straightforward one. All right, pancakes or waffles? I think it's waffles because all the syrup makes like falls it's into inside. the little crevices, and like I don't know, it stays on there. It's so, aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I say, I, pancakes I'm, I'm, I'm I can put things in it. Yeah. Pancake. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Very American waffles. question, isn't it? Pancakes, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waffles, because I like the crisp. It's more of a crisp surface on the on the waffles. Yeah, the pancake soaks up too much syrup, mm. and then it's like, yeah. 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 What would, what would be a, a British equivalent, Peter? Or is there like crepes? Uh, we we have pancakes. Yeah, we don't have. We have waffles, but not the same way you guys have waffles. You have waffles with literally anything. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pancakes. I guess they're easy to make as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pancakes are very easy to throw protein into. So that's what I've been yeah. doing for like the past three years. I've, I've here in LA, we have a very famous place called uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. um, I went there once with my my friend um, my friend Tim. He he's an animation director, but we we were just as Street Fighter characters. From we were at a Halloween party, yeah. by the way. That's why we were dressed that way. And so I was um, this guy named Charlie. He was Guile. So he had this. He's this Thai Chinese guy. But he had this apparatus on his head, this fake blonde wig that went out like this. Yeah. <laughs> and we went into Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in this kind of, you know, a little bit, little bit rougher neighborhood at like one in the morning, and it was awesome because everybody there was just screaming at him. They were, they were using a certain expletive that's used for a certain group of people that they can say to each other, but not other people should say to them. <laughs> and they kept um. calling him. They kept yelling at him that, and he was very happy. And it was, it was the best chicken and waffles we've ever had. Yeah. So, I've had chicken and waffles. I should try. What is it? I, I so it what is the magic America, combination yeah. of chicken and waffles? Yeah, so good. It's, it's really okay it's, because it's well. You typically, you'd get in, in most in most circumstances, it would be plated together, but you would eat it separately to have chicken with white gravy and then ruffle syrup. So you get the sweet and the savory go between the two. 
Uh, sometimes they do stack them. But there's a place actually here in Salem called uh, Sherry's. Uh, which I believe is an Oregon chain. It might go up into Washington. I'm not sure. But uh, it's it's about your, your, the same as your small chain Denny's type thing. But they also have chicken yeah. and waffles there. So Do they have them at Sherry's? Yeah. So our go-to thing was that. we'd go to a venue in Portland. And then on the way back down at like 2 in the morning, we'd get coffee and chicken and waffles. <laughs> huh. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it is. But it's real good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Oh, well, here's the going. Oh, what is what is your theme song? Uh-huh. I was just thinking for somebody to just think. Fat Bottom Girls. What <laughs> Uptown Girls? Fat Bottom Girls. Fat Bottom Girls. Everybody has a has a Queen song as a theme song. <laughs> That's awesome. Question. No, actually, I don't have a two. Do you have a song to place in your head when you when you when you wake up or when you're doing? Now it's Mandalorian. It won't stop. Yeah, it is. It's it's the Mandalorian. God, that was such a good season, right? That's so good. No spoilers, but it was so good. No spoilers in the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay. People in my household are still catching up. I'll just say it's good. Spoiler: it's really good. Um, Yeah, good. You've done done well to avoid the spoilers. Let me make sure I get the name of this right. Aaron, what about you? I'm looking at this uh, Ashes of the Dawn, which is by a band named Dragon Force. That's probably my theme song. Okay. I like that. And I'm in a band named Dragon Force. I mean, why wouldn't that represent me in some form? <laughs> For some reason, now that Curtis brought up his last story, I just hear the Street Fighter theme song. For <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> yes. Well, well, there's there's what I want to be my theme song. And then what's actually my theme song? So <laughs> yeah, she has. Yeah. So, so what, what I want to have my theme song is there's this one of my favorite martial arts movies called Once Upon a Time in China, and it has this song that goes by. It's like this movie series. There's over 108 movies or something like that, and many character, people have interpreted this character. And this song is called Under the General's Orders, and it's this traditional kung fu song, and it has all these great lyrics like, you know, my fists are as strong as steel, my heart. My, my, my gaze goes out towards the sun and pierces the sun and my, my blood boils hotter than the sun. It's really cool, right? So that's what I want to envision myself as. But I found this on my phone. This is what my actual song usually is in life, which is, wait, hold on, turn up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the story of my life. I, I go into it thinking of, we talked about expectations. I want it to be that song, but it's the sad trombone song usually. <laughs> <laughs> how about you peter yeah Pete. i don't know i don't i don't know i don't listen to too much music so nothing plays in my head unless i it's like literally the last song i listen to on the radio i get out of the car yeah yeah no i don't know I'm sure someone can think of someone. Someone who knows me probably has knows can think of one. But I have songs that I associate with other people, but not really with myself. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that as a streamer, I literally have a theme song that plays when I start my stream. Uh, oh, nice. Which uh, "Rebuild" by Jared Dines, which is very Jared, niche. Jared Dines. Yeah. What, what what type of music is it? Uh, it's uh, metalcore, so uh, mm-hmm. metal but more melodic. Uh, with uh, extreme vocals over it. 
Nice. All right. A lot of that is like uh, power metal or symphonic metals, a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of take the the structure from metal, and then with like the same kind of progressions you'd find in symphonic metal, and then you put vocals like you'd find in death metal. So that created mm. that creates metalcore, that kind of combination of everything. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever heard, heard metal when they do like opera singers? I mean, there's metal where they sing like opera songs. So it's pretty trippy. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a, like a subgenre of uh, progressive metal that uses a lot of symphonic vocals or uh, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Killer Ghost Horse is really good. Yeah. And this is under the your agro bacon. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll that's that's yeah. such a great name. <laughs> <laughs> a great name. title. That's awesome. Well, let's let's go on to the next question. Okay, what was the best compliment you ever received? I think the fact that my friend Summer, for the last few years, I've been trying to get her to say something nice about me to the point it's like a running joke. So she owes me money or anything. I'm like, you don't need to pay me money. Just just pay me a compliment and she will never. So Mm -hmm. the day I get her to say something nice about me will be the best compliment I've ever had and it will happen. And I will record that day. I mean, last time I even said, well, instead she was owed me like a few, like hundreds, you know, something for a gift help pay for a gift like why don't you just write me something nice about me and put it in paper and verify and date it she's like no it's like fine whatever (laughs) (laughs) so that is that that day will be the best compliment but beyond that it's really hard to think because i don't know i'd have to really stop and think about that the one that (laughs) curtis like well no one's ever said anything nice about you so that It could, it could either be one of the two, right? You know, yeah. compliments, or you just get this overabundance of compliments, right? Yeah. I'd like to think it's the latter. But the one, uh, the one that's sticking with me the most is uh, after I started lifting. We we're driving over to uh, uh, Mount, or yeah, the town of St. Helens one day uh, for the Halloween Towns event they put on, and. Well, I was in the front, one of my friends behind me, and he reaches around, try to, you know, as guys do to try and just, like, crank each other, and just grab my chest, grab my pecs, and then he actually stopped, and like, whoa, like, damn, Tim, I knew he started, you know he got big, but like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend was nice enough to give you a, I'm not going to finish that sentence, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, go for the, you go for the purple nurple, and then you stop, because <laughs> he's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, anybody else I'm sure you guys other folks must have gotten tons of compliments about other things what the people get compliments, compliments. Compliment on your artwork when they at conventions and stuff which is always nice sure never get never get tired of hearing that someone likes your artwork yeah um, oh shucks it's been you guys these days yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, Go when ahead. I was younger, I got a lot of compliments on my looks, and I, when I got older, I got a lot of compliments on my on my art. So I don't know. I don't. Probably the nicest compliment I've ever gotten was one of my kids said I was I was the best mom. There you, go. you know, because usually kids you. hate you. <laughs> I'm mad. Well, there's what they say and what they need. Right. Yeah. It took them to after they grew up before they would admit that. <laughs> They've been out of the house for several years. <laughs> and also, it's context of when they said it. I mean, if they said it while they're eating ice cream, well, yeah, we're opening presents, right? You know. Um, I'd have to say, strangely enough, my other thing is they get a lot of compliments on my hair from hairdressers. 
I don't know why. I think they keep complimenting that okay. I have hair, which I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Am I not supposed to have hair? It's no. just like, they always like, you have so much hair, you're never going to lose your hair. I'm like, I, I guess that's a good compliment. Um, I didn't know this was like every guy was expected to lose their hair at one time or another. But I get this all the time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> People so, like my hair. Male pattern boldness is supposed to start in by the time you're 30. So I know. If, so they're just like, yeah. you've beaten the odds, I guess, right? <laughs> Roberta, what about you? What, I didn't. What, uh... Well, it was a great compliment that the, the kid that I live with, he stole my um, cat and mouse card and he won't give it back because he loves it so much because it's cute. Because he's <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's, That's cool. great. That's, That's a great. compliment. Well, strange enough. Now that reminds me, I do have one other one. Okay, I will say this. That why is this such a stupid question? I keep going back to. I did have a kid uh-huh. uh, online that actually dressed up as a character from my children's book. I don't know this kid at all, but he posted a picture of himself dressed up as the character from my first kid's book. And went to school, and I'm That's like, awesome. That That's was cool. an awesome compliment. That yes, was yeah. awesome. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to even think about something like that, but then to actually go through and make the effort. That means they really. Yeah, really yeah. I was like, wow. Okay, yeah, that you was. Know? I've got a tangential compliment, which I can I can mention. I think it's kind of fun. The story that I I took a trip once to the UK, and I was in a uh, a little pub, and I saw on the ceiling a poster that was in the magazine uh, that I had published maybe half a year before that, and awesome. somebody ripped out the centerfold and put it up there. That's cool. And oh, I was. Wow. Wow, I you know it just it made me really humble to think somebody did that. Went out of the <laughs> way, yeah. Because I chose that model, I photo retouched everything about the background, and you know it's like the, it was artistic, you know. That's so the fact cool, that it reached other people made me yeah. Really like... Absolutely. Well, for me, I you know I, I I know a lot of nice people, so they've been very generous with me. But I would say um, the two that really stand out is one. Um, as corny as it sounds like my you know she's very indecisive when it comes to a lot of things like what she's going to order to eat what movie we're going to see all these things but she pretty early on liked me and wanted to marry me and so i always think that's funny how she's indecisive on everything else but for some reason <laughs> she was and and she she did and she dated bill paxton so i mean you know it's like you know yeah. that's, that's even that's even cooler right i mean yeah. you know so you beat, bill, you beat hudson <laughs> from aliens yeah. what the? totally game over man so yeah game I mean, over <laughs> so but i mean I, i'd say i'd say that that's a big compliment because yeah she's she's quite indecisive but the other one is um always going back to martial arts because it's such an important part of my life like i studied on my teacher for for over 25 years now and um i was living in san francisco when i was studying under him and he would never give me a compliment he was really harsh on me sometimes i would be training he would just walk up and say you look really lousy today um just really bad you know and and of course i i fell into his trap and i would go okay old man i'm going to prove you wrong and i'd work i'm going to shove this down your throat and i'll work three times harder which is exactly what he wanted and mm-hmm. um when i left as i was living in san francisco he said to me he said, um, don't study under anybody else when you move back to L.A. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. And he says, do you know why? And I said, no. He goes, well, because I'm afraid there's nobody in L.A. that's better than you that you could study under. And he goes, it would just ruin what you have. And he says, you know, you should teach um, because I, I, don't, I don't think that anybody has anything else to show you, at least down in L.A. 
And so I took it as a big compliment because he never said a kind word to me yeah. until the very end, you know? But I think it was that, that whole idea of keeping me humble. And then at the last second, he said that. And, and, and to this day, like uh, I saw him last year, and again, you know, it, traditional Asian culture, you don't really express affection, you know? But he's getting, he's gonna be 90 this year and I'm the age that I am. And, um, you know, when I went to see him last time, we went out to eat together. And it was the funniest thing. We were sitting at the table and he just reached his hand in the table and he just held my hand, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it was like, oh man, I started cheering up. I'm like, this is crazy because it's just not, it's not part of the culture. So I'd say yeah. those two things, uh, those are my, that's my highlight reel. So I'll, those are I'll good. take those. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good run I've had so far, right? <laughs> I kept telling my girlfriend that if somebody, uh, ever named a restaurant either i don't know or i don't care they would make a killing <laughs> because yeah, every time you got to the girlfriend what do you want to eat i don't care well that's where we're going there you, go. <laughs> you tell them people, man, you just it's in the name doesn't matter what you serve you will get tons of angry girlfriends showing up with their boyfriends <laughs> to that restaurant that's perfect or where do you want to go yeah yeah, yeah where do you want to go there's another one <laughs> it's like a who's on first kind of thing right? yeah well, here's a good one. Here's the next question. I like this one a lot. Uh, what fictional place would you most like to go to? Oh. That's a good one, right? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, right? Strange enough, I think for me, it'd be Hyperborea. Oh, yeah. Conan. I think that'd be cool. Well, see, it's, it's kind of a loaded question, right? Like, you could say, like, there's movies and things you like, but would you really want to be there? Right, that's the thing. Like, if we only read, like, know? dystopian or, like, grimdark, <laughs> you wouldn't want to yeah. go to Westeros. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, you go to Westeros, like, I, they'd eat me for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rivendell. I never said I'd survive there. I said I'd just like to go there. So, but Barb said Rivendell, that's a... That, that, that's yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. One, yeah. Either that or Hogwarts. Yeah. Hogwarts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But probably Rivendell. Oh. <laughs> uh, Starship Enterprise. Yeah, there I can see that. Yeah, because yeah, you could go all over the place. Now. Go anywhere with that. That'd yeah. be more fun. I like that. As long as I wasn't wearing a red shirt. Um, yeah. I would, I would, the fictional place I'd like to go to is uh, Night City in Cyberpunk 2077 if they could make the game work. How's there that? you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they the game, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I was seeing all those memes, but I feel kind of bad because I'm sitting there with like my 40 hours played on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, <Yeah. laughs> I'm having a good time. Uh, but I would probably say something like Azeroth from World of Warcraft. Okay. Which, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it has it's, it has its share of like d terrible demonic invasions and dragons erupting from the core of it, but for the most part, you could you could have a pretty decent time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All things considered. Yeah. What about you, Roberta? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too many things in my head. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, what's that world from Neverending Story? I like that one. Uh, strange enough, I was going to say Fantasia. That's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. I was actually going to say, I was going to add that one on. That was pretty yeah. awesome. Fantasia was awesome. Yeah. Like, if, if I didn't want any real-life troubles, it would be like some type of sitcom, right? Which is like the weirdest one. But then you have to deal with the laugh track and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would drive you mad. That would be you know? so annoying. Yeah, make it stop. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. Let's see what's up next. Well, Kitson's interesting. What's something you learned in the last week? Oh, um, 
I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, I, I learned this week. <laughs> how to make a better snowflake. I understand. Uh, how to make a better paper snowflake. There you go. <laughs> and how, how did you learn that? Just by experimentation? Uh, no, by... it, it was by uh, working on a craft project. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't of my own accord, but I nonetheless perfected it to my own way. Okay. So it was fun. I played around. Excellent. Uh, Tim, anything you learned last week? Uh, yeah, figure out how to phrase it, but um, so be, be ready, be prepared to reconnect with old people in life. Just, uh, yeah, I just recently connected with some old friends and it's been the best. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, Dumb enough, I've been getting into Gundam models a little bit. Very oh. rarely because <laughs> because I, I don't have any place to I love building them, but I just I don't have any room to put them. Awesome. So I'm very picky, but I learned how to put dry decals on. Oh yeah. Decals. Yeah. I learned how to put those on. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So yes, I'm learning a little bit. Of course I always watch the master model build, builders on YouTube and then mm -hmm. go like I'll never be that good. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come on, Peter. Yeah, what about you? I learned today that Tom Hanks played six characters in the film Polar Express. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. Well, we do family quizzes, and these are the sort of questions yeah. we have at the moment. So <laughs> I learned that today. Nice. Don't think, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure I've learned loads of stuff. Um, just none of it ever sticks. No. <laughs> Comic book knowledge and facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. that's in there forever. But anything meaningful, no. Yeah. I think like one thing that I learned my, my wife and I'm watching now, like this astronomy um, live presentation. And I didn't realize that, you know, you guys may know, it, but I guess one of the reasons that winter celebrations are so popular was because it had to do with food, right? Like the food sources were depleted and that, you know, you couldn't get fresh food or things like that. And so once you hit around the Christmas time, that was the time where we were about to kind of turn the corner and start and things gonna be plentiful again mm. and you know and, and how that 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 tradition and that aspect of it has disappeared because of preservatives and modern technology and electricity where really this is the, the best of times to be eating you know but that's not exactly why the celebration is there before so that, that's mm -hmm. that's what I think um, I learned that uh Jupiter and Saturn are lining up tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. that's yeah, the that's first time I, I'm hoping we don't have cloud cover yeah tim but i get a feeling we will we probably yeah. suck. i mean today was just you know i woke up i'm like oh okay i'm just in the cyberpunk novel right now everything's gray yeah. and wet <laughs> i know so hopefully tomorrow we'll get it because i'm like if not then i'm like well i guess i'll anyone gets a picture of it show me yeah because <laughs> i may not be able to see it from my end well, I guess, here's another good question. Oh, go I was gonna say also i guess in that aspect something a little more fun facty uh and uh about 30 years or so we may actually be able to like have a fast engine type ship sent to mars oh yeah that's awesome yeah really that would be cool Very cool. that would well the next question this is a nice one is what's your favorite book that's a my favorite book Oh my god! You mean those things with like words and stuff? I have to pick one. I know that's a one. Yeah, I know that's a terrible thing to say. Is it really? Can it be comic book? Does it have to be book? 
Well, I, I'd say for sake of the of the stream, let's let's let's. I'm gonna make it easy. We'll do what's what's one of your, one of your favorite comic books and one of your favorite books. Okay. Maybe. When you guys are ready. Go. Um. Should I start? Yeah. Because I was just reminded of my favorite book in a conversation with a friend of mine recently that I loved and probably always will. Yes, that's a good one. And it was um, oh, when I was really young, I read it, and then it just it unraveled itself in different levels of understanding when I got older. The uh, Zoom really cutout, was that again? Watership Down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a, um, I'm reading Monstrous right now, really love it. Right, comic books, um, what really got me into, I mean, I was sort of into comics when I was a teenager, but really, what really dragged me back in and really grabbed me was the first ElfQuest series. So mm -hmm. um, the later ones weren't, I didn't grab me as much as that one, but the first series was just absolutely stunning. I love that. Um, as far as book go goes, um, boy, there's so many of them. I was totally, I was totally hung up when I was a little girl. I was totally hung up on the uh, Black Stallion series. Uh, but I would have to probably say uh, the Lord of the Rings series. And, and I made the huge, huge mistake of picking up the first one during finals week in college. And that was <laughs> such a mistake. Wow. Because I never got such bad grades in my life. Once I picked it up that I couldn't put it down and I wasn't studying. So. Tolkien? Yeah. Um, I would I would say I would I'd be curious. Didn't you work on a later version of ElfQuest? Didn't you? You did, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of that had to be really cool, right? Going from actually, that was my first writing credit. I actually had um, a story that I wrote and inked uh, in one of the in one of the books, and then I also inked several other of the books. But yeah, that's cool. I so I do have a, a previous writing credit before uh, Divinity. Yeah. Nice, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Pete, how about you? Yeah. Uh, my favorite comic book is Amazing Spider-Man 122, um, The Death of Gwen Stacy. Not because she dies, um, <laughs> that's pretty morbid, but because uh, just uh, actually it's the last, last page, there's nothing's really said, it's all that motion that he conveys just through the artwork, I think it's incredible. And it's the first comic I really was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, favorite novel, pretty much anything by Joe Abercrombie, I think. Best Served Cold was the first novel of his I read, and uh, I, I, I literally pick up everything he writes now. It's so good. Yeah, if you I, like your fantasy, your violent fantasy. I haven't started his most recent book, but yeah, I just got into the First Law series, which the is First Law is so good. Logan Nine Fingers is mm. one of the greatest characters ever invented. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, anything he writes is amazing. And, um, book, books are, books? yeah. I would say. I used to read the Myth series by Robert Asprin. I really like mm -hmm. those books. Mm -hmm. As far as comic book, I'm actually thinking of something that's a complete book instead of a comic book series. I'd probably say one of my favorites that just keeps popping into my head is Martha Washington Saves the World <laughs> by Dark Horse. I really, really like that yeah. series. Yeah. Um, and they finally collected it. So it's one book, even though it was a series. It's right. collected in one huge volume. So, yeah. I think that's what it's called. I think it's called actually The Life and Times of Martha Washington. It's the complete book. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Well, that's a great series. 
What what about you, Tim? Did you? Uh, I would say favorite book would be uh, Neuromancer by William Gibson. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a classic. Yeah, just the aesthetic of it is something that I immediately fell in love with, and I've just loved in science fiction ever since. Hence, why I am spending too much time in cyberpunk, and it is just yeah. my relationships. <laughs> it's your time. Uh, and favorite comic book. Um, it's which is which is a form of virtual future cyberpunk, which is Vandroid, which was originally supposed to be a movie put out by Palm Springs Entertainment, but then Palm Springs Entertainment caught fire, uh, literally. So the eventually Dark Horse put out the comic uh, written by Tommy Lee Edwards, art by Dan McDade, and it is set in 1984, uh, following a mercenary android who is put together by the high performance parts of one of those high performance vans that had like you know wizards painting on the side yeah someone literally tears one of those down and builds an android to do like a, a rescue mission <laughs> oh, that's so cool that's so awesome. I, I love it yeah you know, if you are you in a cyberpunk do you, did you ever get an apple seed yeah game? yes yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely show that would probably be my second one i was really into that yeah mm-hmm. stay, it's really hard to break down all of those uh books yeah i mean my favorite yeah. um RPG universe is Shadowrun, which is like magic cyberpunk hybrid. It's great. Well, you know, it's funny. Way back in the day when, when Roland, when Malibu Comics got dismantled, and I had come back to California from college briefly, and I saw Roland just before he, he moved out of California. He had the Shadowrun uh, SNES game. I still remember Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, and, and Brittany, Brittany was just a baby. Brittany was the first baby I ever had. Roland gave her to me, and I was like, but then he, he gave me uh, his copy of Shadowrun. I knew what to do with that. So I, I, yeah. Shadowrun is, yeah, but that was a great tabletop game. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, um, probably one of my one of my favorite books is um, The Book of Five Rings. I absolutely oh, yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah, it's a short, short book, but there's so much depth to it. And kind of like what Robertus said, it's one of those books that you can come back to and, you know, with new insight. And if you don't know what it is, it's a book by... Um, one of the most uh, celebrated Japanese samurai and he was undefeated. And when he was about to, as he got older, he was about to die, he sequestered himself to a, uh, a cave and wrote a, uh, a manual to his student about his strategies to success. And it basically was broken down to five different elements or five rings. And each chapter has a different thing about swordsmanship, but it's, it's almost like a, almost like a self-help book, but it basically has a lot of strategy that mm-hmm. you can uh, adhere to life with. And yeah. the coolest part about it is the five rings are like fire, water, earth wind and then the fifth one is called void which is basically antimatter the idea that you can have all these things but you have to understand the absence of things so for those of us in an art background it's 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 like negative space you know um, i didn't even great... know i've yeah. actually heard of yeah. that yeah 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 it's, a, it's a great book yeah I, I highly recommend it's a short read and um in the 80s japanese businessmen used it to to go to war quote unquote with american businessmen and american businessmen found out about it and they got it translated, and they were using the strategies in business meetings with Japanese companies. It was really cool. Um, so that's one of my favorite books. And then comic books was, um, of course, there's so many. But one of the ones that stands out is um, is a G.I. Joe, Larry Hama, um, G.I. Joe issue 26, which was like the origin of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. The silent issue. Uh, oh, no, that's, um, that's, that one's a little bit later. But this one this okay. was, uh, was all written, but this was about them in Vietnam and how they both were, you know, in the same platoon and all this stuff. But I'll never forget that was one of the first conflicts that really grabbed a hold of me to the point where I read it so much, the cover tore off, and I actually oh. had masking tape 
like <laughs> right the edge. Uh, and so like to have a comic book that I was that into, that probably is just mm. what I wanted. And that's, yeah. Um, let's see what we got next, folks. Okay, it's starting to, it's starting to, oh gosh, this one's perfect for us. We probably have covered this before, but um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I think we did this before, didn't we? We did that. Yeah, we did, we did a whole session on that. Did a whole session on that, so yeah. I, I think. Okay, <laughs> what incredibly strong opinion do you have? That is completely unimportant in the grand scheme of things. Completely unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For me, quinoa. Quinoa for me. Incredibly strong opinion. Uh-huh. I know, I will say there are certain phrases that come into popular lexicon that drive me up the wall. And I make, I update the list every so many years. This is one reason why I can't really get into a lot of modern movies uh because you hear them uh the newest one that drives me nuts and i actually every movie i watch i wait for it and they'll say it every movie let's do this uh. <laughs> listen every movie they say that and they say that in every <laughs> podcast now and- yes let's do this and it's like that's the oh, other one there. stranger not in the military is go 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 they only say it three times no less no more three times and i have no idea why like the first two times the soldier's like what was that mm-hmm. say it a third time yeah <laughs> then of course i, I have the, the list goes down. Means they mean business they mean business right the first two they weren't <laughs> taking it seriously yep. yeah or this isn't business it's not personal this is business like, yeah so cliche right the new one i think this is going away is this ends now i think that's starting <laughs> to go away but that's still i still see it here and there yep. so yeah <laughs> I don't. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a loaded question, right? Because obviously, it's important to you if you have a very strong right. opinion about it. So for us, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna nix that question. I don't think that that belongs in this conversation. <laughs> that uh, might take thought. Yeah. I think huh? that might take thought. You know, so, yeah. come up with a good answer. I think it would be a better question if it's like, what what is a um, unimportant pet peeve? Because really, it's like you and me with the slogans. It's just a pet peeve. Does it have any impact yeah. on the world? No. Pet peeves seem a little more inconsequential than an unpopular opinion. I have a lot. Of the way they worded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know you do, Bob. Let me list them. <laughs> I know. Most of them have to do with grammar. <laughs> I know you've sent me the list in the email. Aaron, next time we go stream, can you just be mindful of these things? Well, no, it's it's writing. It's like lose versus loose. Uh. <laughs> B and yeah, maybe it's not maybe. I don't. There's just a lot of them. A lot of spelling errors people use nowadays. I mean, that, now uh, that texting is a big deal, it seems like that skill is yeah. unimportant. Yes, yeah. they don't care. Especially now. Now with the emoticons, it's like we're going back to hieroglyphs, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I know the people that write entire sentences in, in uh, emoticons. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comics are the first form of language. Uh, yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's, let's see what the next question is. Um, what's the best thing you got from one of your parents? The How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. So I got as a gift, really? as a Christmas Christmas present as a as a as a kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, still the best thing I ever got. Yeah. My first car. 
what type of car was it? It was a little Chevy Monza, which is a tiny little car, very sleek looking, but somebody had shoved a V8 engine in it with a huge nice. motor. And that sucker could outrun the cops easily. <laughs> and, and did. It. did. And I'm sure you found that out. <laughs> That's on Pete's lines. Uh, the DK Books Marvel Comics Complete Encyclopedia. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. It's just a giant tome that like you just set on your coffee table to take up the entire coffee table that went through each character, all their appearances, and everything like that. What annoyed me is they kept bringing them out every year, updated. It was like, I can't buy this every yeah, year. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great when it gets gifted to you. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I'd say art lessons from my dad, for sure. When I was really, really young, helped a lot. Because, of, of course, I loved it. But, you know, to, to have, you know, someone to to say, well, okay, you know, take this and look at it a little differently really helps. You start training your eye, you know. Yeah. Because the one that jumps to me, which is inconsequential, but it was cool to me, uh, was this shelf thing. I know it sounds weird. Uh, my parents put a shelf towards the top of my room that go to around half of my room. And then I could display all my toys up there. So that was the best thing because I got to display all my stuff up high. And it was like, and I still use it to this day. <laughs> yes, the display stuff. But yeah, that was probably, the, and at the first, I'm like, why is this important? And then when you start putting stuff up, I'm like, this is awesome. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a show. <laughs> Tim, how about you? Oh, and I said the uh, the DK books, Marvel Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Yeah, for, for me, I think it was, um, I mean, one, one of the cool things was I still remember um, my, you know, my parents were divorced. My dad lived in Hawaii. You know, we lived in California. And this was just when Youngblood number one was going to come out. So there was a lot of news, and Malibu Comics was publishing it. And my dad was coming to visit me for my birthday. So it was like March of 92, 91, whatever. And um, he knew I loved comic books, and he knew that Malibu Comics office was near where we lived. So he sent all these Hawaiian macadamia nut chocolates to everybody at Malibu, including Scott Rosenberg, the, the president of the company. And he said, Hey, my kid loves comic books. Would you, would you please take us on a tour? And they were like, yeah, sure. And so when my dad came to visit, we went to Malibu comics and I got a, a tour. And then like I've said many times, eventually that led to me mm-hmm. working there. So that was, that was probably one of the coolest things because you know, that's why I'm with you, with you guys now. So. Great. All right. Let's see. We're closing in on the last couple questions. Uh, let's see. Starting to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you interested in that most people haven't heard of? Ooh, I got a good one for that. All right, let's hear about it. I collect historical recipes. Oh, oh. that. That is true. No one is interested. I'm just kidding. Yes, no one else is interested in that. <laughs> I have got, I mean, I have got the um, uh, facsimiles of Martha Washington's cookbook, um, Pioneer cookbooks, Civil War cookbooks. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe some of the recipes in those suckers. I mean, have you ever tried to make them? Yeah. Oh, I'm never going to make mouse pie. No. No. Okay. Well, you never know. <laughs> I mean, give it a shot. Like, you know. I never. Yeah. That's uh yeah I mean there are actually there are actually recipes in there for the hard up pioneers who are out there starving like 
catch six fat field mice. Like, no, no, no. It's no. good to know. I love the historical fact of it. You know, uh, pickled tumbleweed. No, no, no. You don't really want to make that either. That's what they did in the depression because they were so starving. But I just like historical recipes, how people respect it. That's cool. There was a um, TV show my friend summer used to watch what was super something it was these two people that would recreate certain eras medieval times of certain eras but they'd recreate the food from them mm-hmm. they'd actually cook and, the I love food. That. And, and then they'd eat it i can't remember the name of the show it was this girl and this guy that would do this it was really fascinating watching the dishes but they would try to make them as thick as possible and sometimes the food then they eat it. they were like oh my god <laughs> they couldn't take it but it was pretty interesting i can't remember the name of that show now yeah, so. it just fascinates me how people did stuff like that. That is amazing. Yeah. I know one of the things that fascinated me is that food itself has changed in order to be made available to the mass public. The flavors have become very changed. bland and and smaller. Yeah. You know, so like the the actual f- taste of some of these dishes would have to have the food recreated somehow. So a lot of that food doesn't exist anymore because the the corn has been all hybridized and, you know, it doesn't even taste the same. The fruits and, yeah. Yeah, But I just, I just like even some of the historical aspects of it. Like Marsha Washington's cookbook says, boil ye, and the boil is spelled B-O-Y-L-E, boil ye one ox heart. Okay, let me just run out and get one. (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) It just fascinates me. Barbara's That's at cool, the grocery yeah. store. An ox heart is this big. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any. No, go check in the back. You know you have some. Amazon has it for. Amazon has <laughs> it. Yeah, ox heart. Yeah. yeah. Brought to you fresh by Amazon. It's funny because my, my sister spent years working in uh, Switzerland, right? In uh, marketing and branding for like food companies and stuff like that. And you were talking about modern food. And she was saying, Curtis, you have no idea how much branding changes from country to country. And she goes like, you never realize how violent American is as a society. When you see how like Lay's brands their potato chips, like in the US, everything is like kicking and dynamite and like high impact cheese and all this. And in, in France, it's like, in Switzerland, it's like, you know, artisanal cheese. It's the same product, but everything American has to have like actual explosions on the bag, and, you know, like <laughs> super violent. I thought that was the funniest thing. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so you can yeah. feel so you can feel badass when you're eating it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, anybody else what? has something that you're interested in that most people have not heard of? Oh, um, I really, really love water towers, specifically <laughs> the uh, the ones in New York. I think that's the that's the only place you see them. And uh, for someone who doesn't live in New York or live in America, when you land in New York, oh, they're the greatest thing in the world because <laughs> I've only ever seen them in comic books. And then suddenly there they are. And I, I will literally just spend, I'll go around taking photos of water towers. My phone's full of photos of water towers. And they're great reference. And I'll, 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 I'll draw water towers all day long. You'll see them in Chicago that too. In your artwork. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah I'll, I'll, give me an opportunity to draw a rooftop and a water tower. I'm all over it. <laughs> that's great. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, my, my weird thing. Strange enough, you should make a superhero where his secret base is like an empty water tower. That actually would be, be kind of cool. Be so right? cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, I mean, who would ever guess that he'd be living in there? Making uh, in the there. new uh, Marvel Avengers game, we get like one scene where we found out that Kamala Khan is set up in one before they oh, scrap really? the entire location. 
Really? Yeah, but it, it, it is a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a band that I'm really into that I don't know. This may be more of a cultural thing of America, but a band called Love Bites. That's a Japanese mm-hmm. uh, metal band. But as far as other stuff I'm into, no, I think people pretty, I guess, relatively popular. Maybe the other stuff is maybe some of my friends' independent comics. Mm. My friend does a comic called Equinox that I'm into and stuff that I like. But I don't know if that's just lack of marketing. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's that's kind of a difficult. That's a difficult one for me. There's there's a subgenre of metal called gent, which I I love, but it's a subgenre yeah. of an already obscure genre. <laughs> What, what, yeah. What's the what's the characteristics of it? So gent uh, spelled D J E N T. It's characterized by it's a non monopia. So if you're playing a guitar and you have an open note and then you palm mute and then you can open note again, you're going to create this da gent da gent da gent type sound. <laughs> so you'd still have palm muting followed by opens and bends. Uh, so it's a really chuggy kind of. Um, hard driving through the verses, but the choruses will either lose you open up into something a little more proggy, and that's when we'll get very melodic and do. Uh, but because they're already working such a weird structure in the verse, yeah, uh, and it also requires different time signatures to, in order to get that to actually sound like a song when you're essentially playing muted notes the entire time. So end up getting these really weird like songs in like six eight at like one fifty nine BPM. And so then they have to bend that in some weird way to get melodic choruses. And so it makes it for some really interesting sound combinations and um, a concept called the wall of sound, where it's just, you just, how your, how your sound stacks on top of each other, it creates a really interesting way how that all interacts all the way down the wall. Oh, that's cool. It's called, the, is it called Gent? Gent, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, man, I, there's a really popular band that actually is well known that kind of pioneered it uh mashuga okay yeah if you've listened to anybody you might have heard of mashuga at some point and they're known as kind of being pioneers of it in a modern sense but um one band i like in that space is periphery or any given day i know those are i mean they say they're a metal band we'll say that there's a a band i like called bon canto that is Mm. a metal acapella band Ooh. They just use drums and the rest of their voices. It's kind of interesting. They're a German band. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anyone else attempt it, uh, but that's some interesting stuff. They do a lot of covers of songs because it's a cappella, so they cover Metallica songs. They sound decent. Their their original stuff's the best, though. So, yeah, they have sort of... metal genre of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, metal is like classic for taking all sorts of crazy genres and mixing them to come up with just weird stuff. Yeah, so they yeah. like that. Yeah. The two, two Venice throat singers, you know, like mm-hmm. New Mongolia and stuff, and yeah, yeah. like a metal metal band version of it, which yeah. is like yeah, the Who, awesome. yeah, it's so great, yeah, 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 it's it's just that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah they have one that sings New Zealand, the uh, not the Hakka, the um, the Maori. tribe that does the Hakka. I can't think of them. Uh, the, uh, Maori, Maori, Maori. Yeah, they sing in Maori and stuff mm-hmm. as a metal band. It's pretty cool to watch. I can't remember what they were called. Uh, Alien yeah. Weaponry. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's uh one band that is I can't forget their name uh something Lotus uh but they describe themselves as uh progressive uh spiritual Dharma metal and they're a bunch of practicing Hindus. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do some cool stuff. Yeah. Well, have you seen the band that actually dresses up like it's almost like Norse? Like the lady wears like a full like. Oh yeah, yeah, Highland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That They're, is a trippy band. That well, is cool. the, so uh, from uh, another from a perspective of something else that no one else cares about, as someone who um, has published works on like uh, ancient Viking Germanic cultures and how they interacted with Rome. Yeah. What that band did is they went through the old uh, runes that they could find and working with um, uh, museums in uh, Denmark where they're located out of and London, they reconstructed old Germanic that would have been spoken at around like the 400s. Uh, so it's all hypothetical pronunciations. But as far as we can guess, that's the best recreation of old Germanic that no one else speaks and they've seen all their songs in that language. Yeah, and you should just see their their stage presence. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, that whole band I sound like this is really cool. So yeah, they're they're say the name again because it's really Highland. Highland, yeah, yeah but spelled H E I L L U N something like that, but or something N-N, like that, yeah. or G G. But it's uh, uh, oh, it's it's all dramatic for the word for healing, and but healing in the plural sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have an obscure, um interest that I think people find, won't know about or at least don't don't think about is I I'd, I'd heard somewhere in several places that medieval people used to walk differently planting their toe first oh, really? Oh, really and it if you look it. at medieval paintings and you know how all the people look they always look like they're ballet or something you know it just it's an it's an odd shape to their step hmm. I've heard that too. I heard yeah. that everybody walked differently until just kind of recently. But huh. we decided, you know, with the kind of heels that we put shoes in to walk heel first. And I think it's kind of interesting that I tried practicing walking toe first. When when you do that, you actually use so much more muscles in your legs and everything, and your posture improves. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. It's not, kind of have to try it's that not as efficient, I guess, what it, when you break it down, it it's a lazier way to walk heel first. It gets the least amount of energy to get the furthest. So that's why people like it. Huh. But you can, I was like, oh, you actually can burn more calories this way. That'd right. be kind of cool. And yeah. then also my posture was better. So I'm like, well, I'll try it now and then just for fun. So it's a weird little thing. That that's cool. It's about like i heard yeah. people people used to kiss without closing their eyes but then when films came out everybody was like you know their eyes were open when they kissed so they just started closing them and then it became pop you know that's the way we, we right. do it now. i don't know if that's true or not but right. well folks i think we are at the end of the show i think we ran up so um we'll close things out unless anybody has anything else you'd like to add or we're good um so before we go around and everybody uh, kind of gives their spiel about where you can find us online, um, of course, we at Silverline want to thank all of you, the fans, the viewers, uh, the readers, for supporting us, um, for supporting our endeavors and making comic books for the Fowler City. We absolutely love reading, making comic books, and we're just so happy and so blessed to have you as our audience. We have some amazing things coming up uh, next year uh, from these creators that I'm on line with right now and from you know all our creators 
Um, so thank you so much. Uh, please keep supporting us. We will definitely keep producing great comic books for you. Um, stay safe and have a happy new year. And um, personally, from me to my fellow uh, people here on stream, I just want to thank you guys. I, I can say personally, um, I've met all of you, all of you folks um, at the beginning of this whole COVID thing. I'll be really frank, before the whole COVID thing, I was kind of part of Silverline only in name. I was so busy with my day-to-day -day life. And like everybody, this whole COVID thing just completely sent a shockwave through my life. Mm -hmm. And I figured I'd use that time to work on comic books and spend time with you guys. I am just so uh, blessed and honored to meet you guys. You guys are just such a cool group of people. Um, I've gotten to hang out with you every week during this absolutely crazy time. That I've had good. a blast doing it. I've gotten to know so much more about you. And I just want to, I really want to thank you guys so much. It's, it's just been an absolute pleasure. And I can't wait for 2021. At least this part of 2021, I think, is going to be great. So yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.